0: Uh, a small phrase that comes up quite a few occasions in the suttas which I've mentioned before. This uh, one inclines one's citta away from the aggregates thus. This is peaceful, this is sublime, stilling of sankara, the relinquishment of acquisitions, the destruction of craving, dispassion, Cessation, nibbana, stilling of sankhara, inclines the jitta away. What does this inclining away mean? Since it means one is no longer fascinated, uh, disturbed, uh, agitated, activated by forms, perceptions, feeling. Uh, Sankara's consciousness, whatever consciousness brings, sight, sound, was no longer stabbed by it, agitated by it, thrown by it, flattened by it, drawn out by it, intoxicated with it. Assuming one is once, one is something in regard to this, to any feeling, perception of oneself, activity, volitional tendency, impulse, emotion, mood, um, action. Plan, scheme. One no longer takes a stand on it. This is mine. This must be. This is true, this is right. One you know? is no longer fascinated, nibida, this, this word nibindadi, nibinda. You don't have taste has gone out, you no longer have a great appetite for this just stuff. This leads to the stilling of Sankara, that which has been established, is here. You know, one's mindsets, one's karma, one's activations, one's memories, one's moods are here. That's that. How does it not keep running on? So, we can't turn back the inheritance, but we can recognise as a link between the inheritance, our moods, our character, our dispositions, and the furthering of it. Because all this stuff is impermanent. Why does it keep being recreated? Something has not been understood. Therefore, based upon the old acquisitions, new activities run out. The stilling of Sankara, the relinquishing of acquisitions, acquisitions, habits, tendencies, dispositions, and how these relinquished by no longer being fascinated, activated, stirred, despondent, you know, impassioned with it. How is this? Is it a negative? Not exactly. It's not about... um, It's about these being able to disappear or dissolve into stillness, into silence, into spaciousness with no remainder, nothing comes bouncing back, and what's left? The stillness, the silence, the unbound, yeah. bright, open, unfluctuating. Mm. You can get a t- taste of that even momentarily, in one pause, in one moment of pausing, stopping. In recognition there is that. That property, the nibbana element, the deathless element. It's there. It's not a negation nor an affirmation, it's just a pause. And there's something beautiful and open about that. Jitta, liberated from passion. <coughs> destruction, craving, the thirst for more, the thirst for less, the thirst to be something, the thirst to become something, the thirst to keep going back to what one was and running it again and again and again, with all its trials and tribulations and nostalgia and if only I had, just not no longer interested in that. Term not becoming something in the past, mm. or the future. Mm. Mm. This is... This is you know, because we see this just never ceases, it never ends, it's never cleared, it's never resolved, it's never finalized, it's never. That's not its nature, its nature is to keep running on. Can't expect it to do anything else. No point suppressing it. Really, it bounces back again. No point, you know, moaning about what a rotten deal one had or what an idiot one was. That doesn't have to do anything useful. <laughs> and the future. Can I? Is it possible? I don't think I can or oh, maybe I should but oh, maybe I can't it looks like a lot to me no point doing that it doesn't help anything it Just adds more sankara, more sanya more agitation you don't have to do that it's the pause, the silence the stopping the sign of it reminds us Of course, the, when we're keeping a uh, you know, practice of noble silence and this refers actually to, to second jhana when the thought formation cease but it's a useful enough phrase to remind ourselves not to just get into chit chat, gossip, hanging out chatting to everyone else who comes and goes It's a reminder for people who come, to not expect to to always be engaged with everything. But the most important person to to recognize who you're talking to is yourself. (laughs) That's the one (laughs) who talks to a lot. (laughs) And it's difficult to (laughs) get a silence there. Uh, Nor is it a silence that's obtained just through establishing a rule. In fact, that's, that's not productive, you know, it's a silence, the inner silence is, is something that's cultivated or processed through releasing, you know, uh, stilling, uh, consummating, uh, the reasons why, what well, it is that keeps a chatting to ourselves. <laughs> Because when you think about it, it's who's talking to who? <laughs> and who are those people in your head you're talking to, you're arguing with? <laughs> who are they? And who's the Self he's talking to? And who's talking? And if you know it, why are you talking, why are you saying it already? <laughs> if you don't know it, how could you say it? So what was this going on about? Clearly it's not it's not really a real process, it's just the sankara, agitated Sankhara, with some sannya that it hasn't been able to, you know, resolve. The sannya is generally me, other people, the past or the future. A sense of disappointment, a sense of longing, the sense of frustration, a sense of disagreement, carrying that sign. The I is the one who feels annoyed, betrayed, disappointed, uh, not listened to, the Sankhara. And you can't just say, well stop it, well you can, but that doesn't resolve it. So when you look up against one of these voices in your head that go on and on and on, what's it need? What's a useful sanya? To place there the sense of the listening, the patient one, the caring one, mm-hmm. the steady one, repeating, repeatedly steady, calming. This is what love is, you know, the kind of bottom line of it, the steady, patient, accepting in the face of the agitated, the uncertain, the nervous despondent. Most of us never really knew what that was. We thought love was romance or passion or liking things. Now this is it. This is the field work. It's not condoning. It's just open to that with a non critical uh, ear, heart. If it doesn't resolve, then it's probably best to talk to somebody about it. (laughs) Because that's kind of what we recognize with these retreats, is sometimes just stuff gets so built up, and pent-up, you know, it's very difficult for the practitioner to actually get enough space in their heart to handle it. So you talk to somebody about it. There's always that sense of if something needs to be talked about, we talk about it, not in terms of right and wrong, but just in terms of being heard and creating an open space for things to be ventilated and settled here and there. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. No. No, that Sankara can then begin to settle, Sannya Sanya begins to de- de- uh, decompose or break up. It's no longer seen, it's no longer bites so hard. The stilling. So it really helps when we begin to not so much deal with the topics of our thoughts, which can be mediocre, just daydreaming, fantasies, this, that, this, that, agitation, regret, all kinds of things that come up. And then the emotional quality behind it, and then particularly the I am. Who is the I am who is, you know, confused, disappointed, annoyed? What does he or she need? The I am, because that I am is the sankhara. How is it stilled, settled, met, released? Through patience and through attention, through mindfulness and through sympathy. This is how one is said to be someone who uh, looks after themselves in this stubborn discipline. And, you know, if you don't look after yourself, it doesn't matter how much anybody else looks after you, if you don't do it, it's not going to work. And even, so then we begin to maybe Look at what's helpful, and uh, although naturally most of us would like to be quiet, calm, and steady, um, that's something that is probably you know down the down the track away. <laughs> uh, it's not something you can just suddenly jump into deep calm. Well, unusually, people do. Most they have to begin a kind of dialogue, Vitaka vichara, how is this, how is this, how is this, how is this? How is this? Hmm. skillful, unskillful, helpful how do I feel about that, there's this processing, ventilating, clearing the restricted, the constricted and the tense and the dislocated hmm. and the signs are helpful for that hmm. So when you notice the experience of constriction I feel strangled, shut, closed, flat. You need the sign of space. Walking, space around you, spaciousness in terms of attitude. You experience a sign of tension, which is like something that's pent up. <coughs> you need the sign of movement. It helps to just give it away to to, to drain. A mm. sign of broken up, dislocated, you just need a sign of gathering together like in the body and connecting the whole thing, encompassing the whole thing, the whole of the mind. How is this so when the mind is broken up into bits and pieces, quarreling with each other, we say, What's the whole thing here? The whole thing here is agitation, ah. Now, something you have to relate to, to practice with. in walking meditation is, is very helpful because walking meditation will inc- certainly give one a, quite a palpable sense of movement, rhythm, and that helps to release tension. And it's also space, helps to relieve constriction. When you walk, remember, keep aware of your chest, your shoulders, the whole body, the trunk, particularly as you walk along, as if you're walking through water or mist, so all these areas of your body can feel the presence of a spacious element and it begins to allow some of the resistances and the stiffness and the tension that's brought around through emotional states, at least, to unwind. And then the voices start. <laughs> that's okay, you know, often walking, meditation, you get a lot of chit-chat going on. And he's like ventilating. Yeah. Oh I guess not so he's trying to calm down. Well, a little in a while. First of all, listening to the I am in that. How is he? How is she? What's helpful? <clears throat> and listening to the steady, patient, loving. Chitta. Chitta can do this. Person can't. Person just fights and sticks and agitates. So it's a way we can use medit- walking meditation, in, for example, not the only thing, but as a very fairly you know, embodied way of beginning to release. And uh, perhaps have those conversations that need to be had. You know? and the listening that needed to occur. There comes a point in that when one is, you know, some of the intense selfhood of it is gone, it's just, this is this, you know, this voice, this mood, it's a mind state. One no longer sees it so much as I am some of the passion is subsiding. Mm. Passion to get it right. Passion to live never disturbed. The passion to be left alone, the passion to be not left alone. (laughs) You know, these ways in which we get quite, I wish I had, I wish I didn't have, I wish I was, I wish I wasn't. And what are we referring to? Sanya, perceptions, saṅkāra, consciousness, form, aggregates, craving, distaste, the struggle, the searching for something in terms of these aggregates. Though we never think of it like that, but that's what it is. That image of yourself, that impression of yourself, that hope for yourself, that despair for yourself is what? Sankara, sanya, Uh, imagining beautiful sights, sounds, touches, tastes, consciousness sublime states of consciousness, if only I was in this sublime state, fascination with consciousness, different modes of consciousness. And really, you know, the, the, the brief understanding, or the Buddha reminds us of, is none of this is satisfactory, none of this is permanent, none of this can be, a sense of self cannot be established in any of this. There is no hope for you, in fact. <laughs> what a relief. <laughs> the citta could be liberated. And of course, the other thing is what I wish I didn't have consciousness, didn't have perceptions, didn't have feelings, craving for that, the vibhava, tannha. That's not it either. It's a sense of dispassion towards these as they arise, pass. And certainly with this, you know, the really intense um, deluding ones will just not arise anymore. Because the mind is no longer interested in these, in passion, convinced by it, intoxicated with you. Frightened of it. It's just that raga. And consciousness gets liberated. And the same here, Bhikkhu, this is a, the 55th sutra of the Khandavaka. Bhikkhu has abandoned lust for the form element, banding of lust or passion, basis is cut off no support to establish consciousness. There is abandoned passion for the feeling element, the perception element, the Sankha element. For the consciousness element, with the abandoning of passion, the basis is cut off, there is no support for the establishing of consciousness. When consciousness is not established, and there is no coming to growth, it is liberated. By being liberated, it is steady. By being steady, it is content. By being content, it is not agitated. Being unagitated, one personally attains nirvana. Wow, what's that? So this non-support for the establishment of consciousness, in other words, no. the, cru- the crucial consciousness here is the one that binds the others together, which is the mano vijnana. So you have the sight, sound, touch, taste, no. um, you know, the, the external senses, and you have the. So then you have the mano vijnana; it's the one that binds them. So we have seeing something is different from tasting something, and yet we associate the two together. You see an apple, and you get the perception, "Oh, that tastes like an apple." Mm. Mm-hmm. It's the mind that does that. The mano links up the meanings of these things. It operates through attaining a sanya from what is seen, heard, touched, tasted, smelled, and it links that to another one that's what the manas does, the manovinyana, mind-consciousness, links what are really five separate experiences, which are nothing like each other. Seeing is nothing like tasting. Completely different experience altogether. And yet the manovinyana derives the perception from the seeing and links it to the perception of tasting. That tomato, that red thing, is going to give you a nice sweet flavour. It's the mano that does that. The sight doesn't do it. It, you know, it just sees. It's this linking, which is the job of the mano vijnana, mind consciousness. Theme. And this is said to be the first line of the Dhammapada. This is the originator of all things, of manol, of the mano, of a manas. Because that's the one which assembles. Perceptions links them into a three-dimensional reality, and that's its job. And it, when it's infected, when it's infected, after a while, infections occur. Then. It links in terms of those infections. So we remember perceptions that annoy us. We remember perceptions that give us craving. Uh, we see sights and the delusion injects feeling into them, they're just sights. We hear sounds, and the delusion injects passion into them. They're just sounds, they're not doing anything. The sound of a chainsaw is not actually attacking you, you can feel like it though. The mind does that, adds those perceptions. And it's, it's fascinating with that. And in a way, it's uh, building uh, a reality that it gets trapped in. And the net result of that is the consciousness arises, and as it arises, consciousness, the sign of consciousness arising, is, "I am this, that's that, the division, I it." I-it, I-them. That's, that's activated consciousness. And actually, I is an inference often containing elements of memory, craving, longing, distaste, uncertainty. This is the manu vinyana. This is the subjective aspect of it the Sankara aspect of it. And then that which is seen is is recognized as being something. That's the Sanya aspect of it. And when it's fascinated with it, it just keeps doing it. it, And it gets very busy, and it starts chatting to itself. This is all the, the activation of consciousness. But when the I Am is seen with dispassion, is seen with patience, is held with firmness, and clarity. That passion wanes. When what is seen is also seen as transient, changeable, that passion wanes. With the waning of passion, the chatting, conversation, stops the I am fades the craving stops consciousness does not pick up there is no picking up of consciousness the mind doesn't pick something up because it's contented jitta is happy in itself In terms of the process, it's it's, this being able to pause, if you like, that's apamada, just basic diligence to check in what's going on. Wait a minute, stop, breathe out, you know, (laughs) what's going on, stop, refer, what's going on, recognize, recognize uh the I am, what the I am is being. Stirred by. Mm. How does that feel? Agreeable? Disagreeable? More movement. Mm. It's kind of peaceful with that. Not resisting it, not adopting it, not adding to it, not proliferating around it. Just this moment, think some things are pleasant, agreeable, pleasant. Can it just be that pleasant? Sanya, friendship, company, warmth, chanting, whatever is pleasant, allowed to rise and pass. This is the nature of feeling. We're not saying we shouldn't feel anything. Or, mm, I'm supposed to be numb but there's no conversation about it. So the feeling just wash out, wave away, fade into something bright, receptive. Mm. The perceptions arise, Chittas Monastery, (coughs) January, Britain, rain. Okay. wish it was Bahamas, July beach <laughs> you know no, it's this maybe disagreeable perception okay. doesn't have to be agreeable it's just that is there room for that in the citta to allow disagreeable perception to rise and seen as that, no conversation. Well, the conversation has stopped, maybe a little bit of conversation, then oh come on, you know, you were somewhere sunny and warm two years ago, and you were still not happy there either. <laughs> 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 oh yeah, I forgot. <laughs> and then what's happening, you know? Craving. People. You know, agreeable, disagreeable, uncertain people feels feel anxious, frightened of or intimidated by, anxious about okay, that's kind of what happens when you're with people if you're uncertain, how they, how they regard you do they regard you in a positive way or a negative way we don't know there's a certain tremble of nervousness that's okay but you stay with that of course, sometimes people annoy you. He didn't do this. She didn't turn up. She didn't. She failed with that. Mm. Okay, that was not great. Is it possible to? Oh well, you mm. mm. Is there room? Is there room? To hear the conversation and. What does it take for it to abate in one's heart? This way, you look after yourself. Because for sure, there will be people who annoy you, disappoint you. For sure, there will be people you miss and long for. For sure, there will be people you feel, perhaps I did something wrong with her, I don't know. Was it that right or was that wrong right? You feel anxious about? Does he look down upon me? Was he probably thinks I'm an idiot? It's just too polite to say it. <laughs> There'll be that, because the latent tendencies to fear, uncertainty, irritation have not been released. But through recognising that opening to that, is there room for that? Is there room for the amazing gratitude one can feel? You close your way sometimes, the generosity of people and their compassion. feel overwhelmed by it. Is there room for that? Sanya. And seeing... It takes time for the chitta to open, expand, but that's kind of what these inner conversations are about. Letting us know the, the extent of perception, feeling, and the passion for it. And jitta has to keep widening, being more patient, more open, more clear, less proliferating. Until it is settled, a place where these perceptions no longer stick, and keep chattering away. Then looking after yourself, looking after your jitta. Liberated from the immediate effects, so you don't get the reaction. Becoming steady, by being steady, It is content. Things don't have to be that good. I just have to know, reveal, recognize, patiently understand, come to terms with the reactions that occur when things are not good. My fault, his fault. Therefore, that be wrong. Should be, shouldn't be. That chatter. Patiently, the steadying jitta, feels contented in itself. It's 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 learnt. It's wise. It's revealed its full properties of wisdom. And uh, compassion, content. Being content, not agitated, not agitated attains nibbana. The unbinding, the ceasing of these tendencies and dispositions and reactions and stuck memories, stuck stories. Mm. Self-impressions, unbinding, and washing away. This is a process, mm. and uh, mm. we have a life for this actually. This is really, my mind, the aim with the life is the ending of karma, the ending of the old karma and not creating new. It's not something one does in a week. Well, I don't do it in a week anyway, you yeah. know. But um, this life is a way we just use these structures to restrain and contain and these terms to keep referring to. The aggregates, just using these as reference points. That's that. It's not me. It's not self. It's that. And that's not just a language game. It's a real sense of getting a perspective on it. Getting perspective on it and being able to relate to it so that it can be heard, steadied, calmed, soothed, released. Yeah. There's no release other outside that. The person does not get released. Well, it's worth it, really. And where um, way it processes, it takes just time for the jitta to be able to expand, if you like, to be able to cope with the pressure of karma, difficult karma, ingrained karma. It just takes sheer persistent patience for it to widen. If you get the idea, just well, you can't do it yet. So you just keep practicing with what you can, and building up resource. Simplicity of the body, the movement, the breathing. Simplicity of the silence. The openness of the space around you. The goodwill that supports our lives. The aspirations and the. Volunteer and the donations that keep flooding in. Simple structures that encourage us this. this is no time to get being me and mine about it all. This is bigger than that. This is not the place for me to get my little bit of territory mapped out for me. This is not the place for me to be, you know, anything. To <laughs> Seen as right or supreme or wrong or the best or the worst. No, it's not time to be petty about it. This is a place where the grandeur of the Dhamma is potentially available. Jitta needs to not get fascinated by the me in it. That is something to see in perspective, not something to act as your basis these references are the basis, the reference of mindfulness, of morality, of virtue, of refuge and with this occasion we're using this, this boundary of the monastery, the retreat to refer to, how it just contains us I and mean, within that, these inner conversations can happen you know, working it out feeling it through, listening to the moods and the swings and the emotions. This is a generous place, allowing that capacity to not have to be an ace meditatory, whatever that is, but intimately coming to terms with what needs to be understood. This is personally, this is why it says he personally attains nibbāna. Think, personally? I thought you said people didn't get it. (laughs) It means, intimately, your specific karmic configuration. That which you wish you didn't have, probably. (laughs) That which you've been trying to change and fix and dress up for years, that, that is unbound. So let's take some time for direct practice.